Okay, and finally, here we go! Hey guys, welcome to episode oh, 100 God. of CMD Towers, Blues, and Builds. So I'm Mr. Comet number 5, and my fellow host is working on his surreal memoir, Big Duck. <laughs> There's a, I think that's like a pretty good, it's a, not a great card, as we might get into, but I think it's a pretty good, that's a pretty good one. Surreal memoir. Uh, so I have to say, hey, elementals and dinosaurs, I don't know. I'm running out, I'm... I this was like the laziest day I think I've had since I moved to Charlotte. I woke up late. I didn't go to the gym and I literally just left my just left my apartment. Like I walked to the door and I was like, "Why is my door still locked?" Cuz I don't lock it when I'm here, <laughs> right? For obvious reasons. Uh one because I own a bunch of guns and two just cuz it's like, I don't know. I literally walked to the door and I was like, Wait, this means I literally haven't left my apartment. I didn't go out on my balcony. I literally just sat at my computer or on the couch all day. Just no workout, no nothing. But I I pulled a U because this week for some reason I have been so sore. And I don't Oh yeah. I don't know why. I can tell you it's probably because I haven't been stretching at all. But I had to return some stuff on Amazon. I finally got one of those little massager gun things. Nice. Which I know you swear by, but I got like a little bitty one that's pink, of course. And it like comes, it like fits into like something like that big. So it's charging right now. I'm not surprised if I'll turn it on and it'll just like break on my IT bands. <laughs> so, so just be like, oh, nope, this isn't meant for a man of my stature. But anyways, that's me. Uh, I actually am. This is this is a deck I'm actually very much excited to talk about. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I was uh, the acting regional manager for my team uh, this week. So I was doing my boss's job, my job, and then I'm doing like a stretch project because I'm working into a leadership role at my company right. uh, for my boss's boss. So it's just like this week I had so much going on. It's the last, uh, in theory, three weeks of our fiscal half. Our, we uh, go February to January each year. So, of course, corporate publicly traded company. It's sure. like get as much stuff sold as you can <laughs> yeah. so we can report nice numbers to Wall Street. So that, that's that been interesting. Uh, but... I did break a tradition. I usually, every Friday night, will watch whatever the new Disney Plus stuff is for the week. So that could okay. usually, you know, that was WandaVision, then Falcon Winter Soldier, Bad Batch, and then oh, right. uh, Loki. But this week's episode of Loki, because they only did six episodes, it was the finale. And they come out on Wednesdays now. They, oh. they decided to do Loki on Wednesdays. Okay. Well, no, if you think about it, it gives people something to watch like every day. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be competing with other stuff. Right. But for me, it always has sucked because that means I have to wait then two full days before I watch it. So and try to avoid spoilers. spoilers. Avoid the yeah. internet. Yep. So I, it was yesterday. It was the middle of the day. Um, I had wrapped up a bunch of my meetings and I just needed to kind of do work on some presentations that I could kind of do with half my thought there. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to put on Loki. I can't wait because the the cliffhanger of the episode five was so huge. And Big Tuck, man, Good. I know you haven't watched the Disney Plus shows yet. You, you can't. Behind the scenes, but, Mr. Combo will continue to text me stuff about Disney Plus shows, knowing that I don't have Disney Plus, And I have said out loud that I'm not going to get it unless I can steal it from somebody. Uh, and so that that's my goal is to constantly guilt him into doing it. Uh, it has not worked. But um, the, the, the big criticism with Winter Soldier and WandaVision is the final episodes, the big climax, they kind of sucked. Like okay. it just was like, 
Oh, that's what we were building too. That's kind of lame. Was it kind of like? Because it kind of like Game of Thrones style, where a lot of times the big penultimate, if you will, episode of the season was when they had the big battle or the big turn, and then the last episode of the season was more of like decompressing from those events, and then finally at the very end, putting up a few threads for the next season. No, they actually had the big battles in the last episodes of each. Mm. The issue was it would be like in Game of Thrones them constantly giving you hints about the White Walkers, like that's going to be the big bad. And then the big bad turns out to be, I don't know, Ramsey Bolton. And it's like, what? I thought I thought the White Walkers were like oh, what we're building oh, okay. to. And you give me you give me this tool bag? Okay, I guess. So that's the issue is that they had kind of alluded and both of them like, oh my God, this is going to be the big, big bad. Coming, yeah. Like we're giving you all these hints. And then you get to the final boss and you're like, oh, well that sucked. That sucked a right. lot. This one exceeded expectations of who the boss is. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I'm going to rewatch it again tonight. Uh, it was insane. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I'll tell you this, the big bad at the end is... Be careful. Because somebody, somebody on the Discord yes. did not do a good job of masking their spoilers <laughs> for whatever, whatever it was. The big bad at the end of Loki is someone we will see again. Hmm. And we we already kind of knew we were going to see them again because they've already been announced as a bad guy. So I'll just leave it at that. But it's phenomenal. And guys, I, you know what else is phenomenal? That's it. I got nothing to say. I can't. I can't keep <laughs> up with this. I was going to ask of the three, which of them soup to nuts would you Loki. say was the best? Loki. Loki. Well, Hands down. Tom Tom Hiddleston is yeah. great. But that's a, he I is think, fantastic. I think if you look at Tom Hiddleston as an actor, he, like the only real comparison is Paul Bettany in terms of like uh -huh. raw acting ability, right? And, and, Paul Tom, and, Paul, and Paul Bettany, I'm guessing, is not like he's not the star. Well, Loki, I'm guessing, is in like what seventy to eighty five percent of every single episode in Loki. Uh, I mean, he he's in roughly yeah, probably eighty to ninety percent of every episode. And I'm guessing uh, Vision is not in that much by himself, right? Uh, no, well, I'd probably say he's in 50 to 60% of the scenes. Yes. He's, he really only kind of goes away towards the end of the series just because there's other stuff going on. Right, right, right. And then it's a little bit more on Wanda. But no, he's in a fair amount. It, it's just the Vision stuff. They went all goofy with the whole sitcom relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was just, you know, like new stuff. We had never seen it. Owen Wilson is yeah, great in the series. <laughs> He's so funny. Please tell me he uh, says so, yeah. wow at least once. Does he go wow? Wait, no, it's wow, wow, wow. And he always kind of like does that like crooked mouth thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'll let you know tonight when I rewatch uh, the finale of Loki. <laughs> good, good. If you guys want to know ways to support CMD Tower and Tuck's Me. big Disney Plus membership and all the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They do sell everything you guys need from a tabletop experience, whether that is card games, trading card games, or even boxed games. Uh, and they are the ones that hook you guys up with those awesome monthly prizes. But if you would actually like to help us out financially, the best way to do that is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. Uh, and of course, we have awesome rewards, and I'm so excited because we're actually shipping out 
rewards this week. Like we said, every three uh, months, I think this one, it went on four months because of the way that we get the things. As long as you're in a $5 or higher tier, you will get RK Post tokens. Sweet. And so I'm, I'm actually sending out the Death Touch Worm token, the Lifelink Worm token for Worm Coil Engine. The Death Touch one is Weedle from Pokemon. <laughs> the Lifelink one's Caterpie from Pokemon. I'm sending out a Jack Skellington 2-2 Zombie token and a XX Shark token from that amazing enchantment, Sharknado. So Shark you guys should join plus Sharknado. Uh, and so, <laughs> you, you know, there's other prizes that you can get, but that's one that we're very excited about. And so just join our patron community. You get access to the Discord, Deck Therapy, a bunch of other free stuff as well. Well, I guess it's not free. You're giving us money for it, but <laughs> minimal uh, actual money investments. But, you know, depending on the tier, you could also get reminder tokens, sleeves, play mats, all that other jazz. And of course, if you're an existing patron and maybe you tell one of your friends about the RK Post giveaways or this other stuff, if you refer anyone to us, we will send you free swag. Just uh, depending on the tier, it could be as simple as us signing any card you want, including Gold Border, to all the way up to sending you maybe an, an extra set of tokens, sleeves, uh, whatever it may be. Just have your referrer message us on Patreon, letting us know who referred them. And we do have a store, Redacted Bit, Get Crap Out of My Basement, Redacted Bit, CandyTower.com slash merch. Please, for the love of Christ, get things out of Redacted Bit. <laughs> I am sick of hearing this too, so please, we're begging you. <laughs> and uh, the freeway guys, though, if you guys can't help out from a financial perspective, just share the content you're listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. Redact a bit, music in the beginning and the end. And of course, big shout out to our audio producer at Deer Squee on Twitter. Uh, he does have his own full studio in the Kansas City area that he can e either work with you in person or he even can do remote. And our awesome video editor at underscore Tcoats on Twitter. Uh, give us comments in the YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Let him know that you appreciate the work that he's doing. And give us suggestions on how we can constantly improve the content. So Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path of 32, we moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, but we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down to four different categories. The first one's ramp instead of your board state, that's grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then we have how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors to grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like this Sweetwater Brewing Company Hazy IPA that's done with Citra, El Dorado, Mosaic, Mosaic rather, and Azaka hops. Uh, this is actually from Atlanta, so uh, you can go ahead and suck it, Sir Brian. Our hop choices of clear interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do it at once. And then we have maybe where we're going to focus more on this deck. How does the deck actually close out or win games? We Oof. call that yeast. And yeasts are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have one of my favorite sections. We call these shenanigans. This could be pet cards, synergies, I wish Alter the Brood worked, and the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that Spicy Boys. I feel like on these upgrade from the pre-cons, like I feel like our spice lists are always very short for them. So yeah. we need to get yeah. some stats on that. But 
Not every, and similar to Dex, not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate normal stock beers from specialty ones. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the additional hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big text and ice cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Wrapping up our pre-con month, we actually have one of Big Tuck's decks today. Hey! Uh, call me Xerox because... I'd be copying. Yeah. Uh, we are, of course, talking Calamax, uh, the Storm Rire? Sire. Storm Sire. Sire. Storm Sire. Who needs glasses now? Well, no, it like stupid tapped out. Wouldn't enlarge it for me. Oh, you guys zoom in. I have to do that anyways just to read the cards, but what do I know? Oh, <laughs> no, I definitely don't have to do that. It's the Storm, so, it's the storm uh, Sire. <laughs> first point of order. This is probably the uh, one of the first decks that Tuck has submitted where I have not changed the title of the deck because this was perfect. I was uh, pretty cannot proud of get that. any better. Uh, and Big Tuck, why don't you read who Calamax is, does, and why we're talking about him? Sure. Uh, Calamax the Storm Sire. I will need your help on the accent, though. Uh, Calamax the Storm Sire is a teamer elemental dinosaur legendary creature that's a colorless, a green, a blue, and a red. He's a 4 4. Uh, he's a mythic. I have no idea how much he costs, but I can't imagine it's very much. Uh, whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if Calamax the Storm Sire is tapped, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And then whenever you copy an instant spell, put a 1 1 counter on Calamax. And this is our old friend Obnixilis, aka Urban Martell, reading the flavor text. <laughs> so am I just reading it for you? Yeah. <laughs> its mood changes with the weather and vice versa. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. We, I, I need to start watching these things. So yeah, um, this was one that I like sort of incidentally got around to. Um, there really hasn't been that many commanders outside of like Alibu, for example, that we talked about earlier, where when I saw it, I was like, this is the one I want to build. I think it was just more of, I really never had a teamer deck I liked. It's one of those colors yeah. where there, it was kind of like, there wasn't a lot, a ton of options when I was like in my crazy deck building thing. It was like, Animar, uh, Maelstrom Wanderer, or Bust, pretty much, right? Like, there just wasn't mm -hmm. that too many options. And I did like the fact that he was like a dinosaur. And one of the things that I got around to, and actually a little behind the curtains peek here, we thought that we had done this before with Ultra Budget Brews, because I think he's talked about it every time he's been on the podcast. It turns out I don't even think he has it. I don't think this is a real <laughs> deck that he owns. I've never seen it. Uh, so this one is, it's been one that I've played a fair amount um, and it's kind of got, we, we talked about this briefly. I started not liking it as much because I think I tried to go too far into a generic kind of spell slinger build, right? I think if you look at this deck, there's a lot of ways that you can just kind of turn it into, you know, a typical, is it deck plus green for ramp? So I'm kind of trying to make it a little more streamlined. And one of the ways that it's been the most fun when I played it is really leaning into like combat tricks, combat shenanigans, living in and around the red zone in your time. And as talked about on uh, 40 Life in the Dash, I did get to kill someone with it out of nowhere and then got yelled at about it later, which is silly because yeah. for no reason it was telegraphed and it didn't even have it didn't even have any uh, any evasion or anything on it. I was just got to the right person. It at the was right just time. an innocent little Stegosaurus. 
it was like turn eight and i killed one person and then lost the next turn and people are like oh it's like that is that is how commander is played so anyways it's uh, like oh you should play with people in my old playgroup yeah no kidding uh so anyways i don't think i've played this with you before have you I ever seen so. a calamax i don't i think i was the only person in the group in kc who had one right I actually do feel like Ultra Budget Brews had a Calamax deck, and I've did, played against it. Okay, you did. But I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of times, I don't remember I, half the de half the games I play, even if I'm sober. So That's why I struggled doing 40 Life at a Dash each week. It's like, shit, what happened a week and a half ago when right, I was in exactly. the tank? I don't remember. Right, right. So anyway, what, what were your thoughts as looking through this? Uh, just a, a fresh read on it. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm... I don't agree with a lot of your choices. Uh, and mainly because I, I know that you said that you want to turn this kind of into a Voltron spell deck. Mm -hmm. And some of the things, and maybe we'll get to them, maybe we won't, just seems like a little too cute, even for you. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested to hear. There were some cards in here that definitely I think are perfect. Um, you know, one of them, I think I'm talking about in the hop section, that's just makes perfect sense for the deck. Sure. There's some that I, th I think the biggest thing that probably just needs some work is the yeast because yeah. I see yes. a lot of just like, there is a couple game winners, but then some of the stuff is just like, Oh, do a copy effect. Well, what are you copying and what is that actually getting you? Oh, we'll be get into it. I, I guess. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. I'm not sold though. But if we want to get to deck stats, sure. colors are about damn perfect. Can't I got, ask for much better. I just swapped in, so I was thinking about this. I know I'm going. I'm missing one shock land. I have two fetches, and I I was like, when am I gonna get another shock? And I ordered that secret lair that's got all of them. So problem solved there. And then at some point, I'll pick up some pathways, and I think that should about even it out. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, CMC 272 is perfect. That's what you want for a spell slingery type deck. I couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, oh, I, I see your cuts section on here. Uh, don't know if yes. that was public knowledge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and then cost-wise, you're like mid-400s. Yeah, which is mostly because I have a couple of... There's a couple of spells in here that are ridiculously expensive for reasons that we'll probably get into. And then I do have like a pretty aggressive mana base in the sense that I have two fetches. So, although one of them, this was pretty sweet. I did get a Misty Rainforest for like $30, which I never thought I'd see again outside of Modern Masters 2, which is the one I yep. opened one in. So, it's my first it's my first Misty Rainforest, and I like it in the deck. Sweet. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this. Tuck, what's your first grain yes. card? So, uh, the one thing that's weird about this is that there are other cards in here that are kind of over-costed, but I need them to be instants, right? And one of them is a card that I'm pretty sure you're going to hate, which I'm very excited about, but I think it brings a lot of insight into the deck. Uh-oh, but... No way! What type of insight? Is there multiples? Yes. Oh, uh, perhaps one that deals not with a gun... <laughs> But with a chemistry set? Yes, that one. <laughs> Three, two, one. Chemistry's inside. Three colors and a blue. It's an instant. Uh, it's a uncommon draw two cards, and it has jump starts. 
you and I will read off Jumpstart so that you can do the accent bit. Ha! Unless it's, an, unless it's one I like. Uh, you can cast this card from your <laughs> graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Then exile this card. Uh, ooh. Uh, You're just going to say it's the elephant so you don't have to do it. I know. I'm looking at it right now. I'll screen share. It's another one that you hate. So I'm here for it. Liliana. Oh, the ghoul but, man. No, no. That one's bad. Liliana Angelina Jolie from Beowulf, to which you've not still, still seen. I, I still haven't seen it. Still don't understand the voice. My special. I, come on. What, what am I doing here? You gotta do more S's. Like, roll the S's like a snake. My specialty is theoretical. What? We should just change this to Snake Man or Snake Lady. Which <laughs> I still don't even know how lady. to do that. <laughs> theoretical universal limits and ways to circumvent them. Yeah. Stupid. So. Uh, I don't think this card, I know people have said that this is like a good draw spell and I don't necessarily I like agree it. with that. You do? The reason, the only reason why I do again is like everything in this deck revolves around instance, right? There's pretty much like two, there's two times I cast spells usually. And in the ideal vocalized version, it would be during combat and on other people's turns, right? And getting the most value mm -hmm. on that because Calamax's ability only triggers once. The thing I like about this card is the fact that it gets you your two cards, which is going to be four if you copy it, and the fact it's got jumpstart, right? I don't have a ton of ways to get stuff back out of my graveyard, which we'll get into later, um, mm -hmm. but the fact that you can do that at least one more time and then copy it again, to me, makes this card worth it for a draw card. And I am, honestly, I'm shocked two reasons, Mr. Combo. One, that you chose this because it's just a card that draws you cards which you notoriously hate and do not run. And second, I honestly thought that you might, this might be on the chopping block for you. Uh, so I do hate cards that are just one-time use to draw mm. cards. The fact that you can recycle this later, I love it for that. Now, okay. it's still not a great rate. It's basically two mana for a card, but it is at instant speed. Right. So you're allowed to, I'm holding up mana. Oh, I'll go ahead and do it. <laughs> and then it's nice because... With the jumpstart effect, if you end up having to discard it early game for whatever reason, it's still a viable card to cast later. You exactly. discard a um, sign in blood, you're never getting it back unless you're using another card to then get it back. Oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, so that's why I like Chemistry's Insight because even if you have to discard it and you don't even get to use it the first time, just on its face, you'll get to cast it again and at instant speed. So... Great card, great for Calamax, because it is the one per turn. You, right. If you've saved up eight mana, I'm going to do it once, wait till your next turn. Okay, then I'll do it this time. And, you know, yes, you use your Rift mana to draw probably, God, eight cards. Ooh. That's great. And also noticeably missing from this deck, and I need to go sort that out immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. my second one is the other Insight. And sometimes you just have to hunt your prey. Ooh. So we're talking about Hunter's Insight. Uh, two colorless, green, instant, uncommon, uh, hovering around 20 cents. Choose target creature you control. Whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker this turn, draw that many cards. And this episode's voices are actually going to be done by Daniel Hunt. So first Ooh. off, thank you, Daniel, for being a patron supporter and sending us some ridiculous voices. Yes. I feel like you're going to have this one ice cold, and I think this is a great pick for Garouk because we're going to be seeing him a lot as a young rock. 
or a young if, a young Dwayne the Johnson rock, if you will. <laughs> the predator knows the true way of the world. Life is a conflict. Only the strong will survive. Yes. And do you smell what Garouk is cooking? <laughs> yes. Ten out of ten. All the accolades. <laughs> so I, I very good. Freaking love this card. It Whoa. is a draw card effect, but specifically in Calamax. Yeah. Okay. I swing. You don't do anything. Okay. Before damage, I'm gonna cast this card. It's gonna happen twice. So now Calamax is gonna get a plus one plus one counter, and then you're gonna draw ten cards. Minimum. Holy crap. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I absolutely love it for that, and it's great because you don't even have to target Calamax with these instants and sorceries. He just has to be tapped. Exactly. So if you did swing in and you had something else that was bigger, or say you're playing the Brina player and you're able to get counters on your stuff or whatever it is, or even one of your opponents says, well, I'll give that double strike. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll put my copy there, and I still want to put a copy on Calamax or still do this. So lots of flexibility. Yeah. Uh, and this is a card that I would consider even putting in my own decks. What? Crazy. The draw spells. Crazy. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I have not been able to cast this card. I And also this card used to be like $4 too. So thanks to you, Commander Legends, for the reprint. But yes, look, I think this again is like another... If you look at the floor and the ceiling of it, right? I think that it's, it's pretty close together because you're never going to cast this where you're not going to draw cards off of it, right? So for me, like the floor is already pretty good, but then the ceiling, when we get into some of the other cards later about raw damage that Calmax might be able to put out in a turn, mm -hmm. that's where it really takes off. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know how I didn't see this in Commander Legends, it being an uncommon, I'm sure I have, I'm sure you I have opened like three it, yeah. or four <laughs> boxes. Uh, but yeah, this is a great card. I mean, if it was sorcery speed, it would be significantly worse. Yes, The I fact agree. that it is instant is, is great, so. And that's like the caveat uh, you have to make with all these things, so. Yeah. Uh, Tuck, what is your second green? So have you ever been to a trailer park in the UK? No. Because if you were there, you may have seen a few, as they call, caravans over there. <laughs> better blue. Would better we could blue. Yeah, exactly. See, thank you. I was trying to think of the snatch. I was trying to think of the snatch reference. I lost sight. But, uh, you like eggs? Yeah, uh, what? Digs? You like digs? Oh, you mean dogs? Sure, I like digs. I like caravans better. Yeah, but oh, bam! Wow. Nice, well done. Yeah, uh, cultivators caravan. We've actually talked about this in the past, um, and it's also just a strictly better manolith, so you can go ahead and suck that, uh, Mr. Big Squeeze. <laughs> so three colorless for an artifact vehicle from Kaladesh. It's a yep. quote unquote five five. Uh, tap and add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and then crew three. So tap any number of creatures you control with total power three or more. This vehicle becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. So we've talked about in the past how this can be like kind of a cute interaction with like mm -hmm. holding a blocker up and being able to do that. There's a lot of cards in here that are this is a this is a fine-ish card on its own, right? It's a budget mana rock, but in this, there's a lot of times where I I can't attack with Calamax. Or I've had to yep. recast them from my hand or something like that. And I just need as many ways to 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 get him and tap him down. So this is one of the ones that I like because it also adds you your mana. So sure. even if you do crew it, he's tapped. 
It's not. You can still add one more for it. And that's been that was one of the things when I first started playing it that I just always felt like I was behind, right? He doesn't have trample, he doesn't have flying. A lot of times someone will have a five five or six six or something that you don't want to attack into, or they have Drakes or whatever. So this cultivator's caravan giving you the ability to crew him down and also add a mana fits right nice in the grain section. I think this is a perfect grain card for this deck because you do have other things in the deck that give Calamax the ability to tap. One of them I'm actually cutting, and I get why you need that effect. I just don't like something to where its sole purpose is like, I'm hoping to get this to be able to do that, and then if this goes away, I can no longer do the Calamax thing. Cultivator's Caravan's nice because yeah. most of your opponents are not going to waste a removal spell on your mana lift. They're just not. Correct, They're going to right. let you keep it versus some of the other things that you have that allow to tap. It gives a broader support, and so it's like, ooh, maybe I should get rid of it. So Cultivator's Caravan, I think, is sneaky enough to work really well <laughs> on the deck, and your opponents maybe won't pick up on it. Yes, agreed. So, again, I don't like the fact it's three, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, that's Manalith. Yep. All right, so my last one. I'm usually not a big fan of these cards, but I like it in here because Calamax allows you to copy it. And, of course, there's another damn voice. So we're talking about an instant? Yeah, we are. I already know I already know what it is, because this, this is your other hated card. Right? Three, two, one. Roiling Regrowth. Oh, wow. I No, I was not there at all. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> two colorless green, instant, uncommon. Sack a land. Search your library for up to two basics. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. And shuffle your library. Big Tuck, who is Nissa sounding like today? Uh okay, so this is a this is a complex one, so I have no idea how you're gonna pull this one off. This is, and I quote, a goth girl who doesn't give a foop, but she loves unicorns. Oh my god. I, don't, I have no I have you can, good good luck, buddy. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> oh, oh do, do I get the taken one? Good luck. Yeah, good luck. All right. Roots find their way through rock. It's sometimes blood and, but I love sparkly things. Um, and even mountains must give way to the devil. But unicorns, their farts are great. New growth. Shiny shit, but darkness. What, okay, so that was good. What if it actually sounds like? It sounds like Mr. Magoo when he tries to be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's good though. So I like the, it. So the thing I really like about Roiling Regrowth is that you only have to sack a land once. It's part of the casting cost to be able to do it. When you copy it, I believe you get around that clause. So you you are correct in that. You just chose the wrong card. Because Harrow is the exact mm. same card, and the only difference is the lines The lines of text are separated. Ah. So, right. So, so Harrow is the OG version of this, and it's the same thing. Two colors and a, and a green, an instant. Uh, as, an additional as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a land, period. Search the library for up to two basics and then put them on the battlefield. So if you copy that, you get four gotcha. and sack one. If you copy Back royal, two, you get four. Royal and regrowth. Yeah, which is well, still and, far, I, and I knew right? about. I, I I was hoping that rolling was going to work out this way. I knew Harrow did, but Harrow is such a block card. Everyone knows about it, so I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, so and so Absolutely. I like this. It's it's nice that you can get rid of lands that maybe you don't need for whatever reason. 
Um, mm-hmm. Or it could even be something to where if you have a pain land and it's late game, oh, Yavimaya Coast. I, 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 I can't use you anymore. I'm going to die. So <laughs> let me stack your ass yeah. and go get a basic uh, island and a basic forest. Now, I did just notice this, Tuck, and I'd be a little concerned. You only run nine basics in the entire deck. I only have nine. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same so thing. So you might want to be careful because <laughs> you got Cultivate and you have other ramp stuff that deals with basics. Sakura Tribe Elder, you, you might be running out. Yeah, I'm, I actually, that's a great point because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't I just cut like four <laughs> basics? Before? I guess you always, but I mean... God, I guess there's really no, there's really nothing because I was like, well, okay, I could sack two lands, fail to find, no, and at, then Calamax gets at, a plus one. Yeah. That's a pretty bad, that's a pretty so bad at ratio. This juncture, my recommendation, Tuck, would be to cut Myriad Landscape, cut Terramorphic Expanse, and uh, oh, yes. maybe even your bounce lands for basics. Because I, I, I think the strength yeah, 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 yeah. of your ramp is the stuff you could do with Calamax tap. I don't think it's so much yes. the strength Agreed. of, oh, well, I'm filter lands and, and I'm doing this kind of stuff. Your other generic fetches, I think, are still yeah. good. But I'd say if you if you cut out the bounce yeah, yeah. stuff, Terramorphic, and the uh, Myriad, put those in with basics. Because, shit, that's, I, Myriad Landscape's a basic ramp spell. So you definitely don't have enough basic yeah, lands right, to right, support right, right. it. This would be like me running Cultivate, Kadama's Reach, and your Haro and Roiling Regrowth in like one of my decks where I have like five basics. Yeah, you'd be yeah, like, Mr. Yeah, Combo, yeah, exactly. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's a great, it's a great point. So yeah, uh, the, the 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 lands the land base could use definitely a little bit of work. All right, well, why don't you round out the grades with your last one? I thought you were hating this because not only do you hate drawing cards, you also hate cards that just pull one or two things out of graveyards. Mm. Traditionally. You don't run a whole lot of graveyard things, but this card, so that's why I was surprised that this card didn't make you nauseous. Oh, I love because nauseous. It's n- noxious revival. Yeah, so great. Uh, this and also it's $13. So uh big shout Oh, oh, of course. I didn't even think about that. And no reprint. Uh this is also a big shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Tice. Here we go. Drink. Who's in his box of goods? He gave me a bunch of these. So <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Noxious Revival is one Phyrexian green mana for an instant that it means that you can either pay a green or two life. It's an uncommon and it says put target card from a graveyard on top of its owner's library and we also have another new voice from our lovely patron and this one is <laughs> Vorn Clicks definitely on theme of a coffee shop barista that's short on time. Uh, okay I got an idea here. <clears throat> Uh, dead or alive, my creatures are stranger than Jin Kataxis's septic minions. Did you mean to mispronounce two of the words? Yes, because it's like when they're in a rush, you'll be like Mark with a C and they'll spell it like C-A-R-A. <laughs> okay. They have no idea what's going on. So uh, Noxus Revival is really good um, just by its own as a, as a versatile get anything back from your graveyard. Or, uh, as I've seen single Aaron do this once, someone is going to reanimate like a Shouldred or some, or Jen Kataxis or something. And then they did this and put it on their library where they couldn't cast it early game. Yeah. Obviously, this just gets infinitely better because that's an instant. So, 
Not a whole ton to talk about here. I wish it went to hand instead of library, but that can't have good. it all. You can't have it yeah. all with a one drop. <laughs> it's not even a one drop. It's a two life drop. Um, as I yeah, mentioned, this is played in TADH all the time. It's basically a free spell for two life, which who cares? Yep. As long as you have at least one life or a platinum angel when the game's over, you win. Um, right. Yeah, th this card's great for Calamax because you could even use this in a non-optimized scenario to where Calamax is tapped. You have just been drawing garbage and right. no one's really comboing. And it's like, well, I do have that cultivate in the graveyard and I haven't hit a land in God knows how long. I'll pay the two life. Let's get cultivate to the top. I'll copy it again. Maybe I get Harrow to the top as well. Sure, yeah. And this kind of lets me go through. So I think there's a lot you can do with Noxious Revival. Uh, I hate that it's a $13, $15 card because <laughs> this is a card that is versatile enough. You could probably put this in every deck that runs green like you would do a Soul Ring in a lot of commander decks. And right. it, you'll never feel terrible about drawing it. Because you either want to get something from your graveyard or prevent your opponents from bringing something out of theirs. I agree. And and on the price, when I first got this, I was like, yes, 10 copies of this or six copies of this at $2 a piece. What a deal. Why not just open them randomly out of Tice's 16 heavy-ass boxes? There you go. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the green section. Now we're going to head over to the Hup profile. Hup. And Big Tuck, start us off. Wait, don't you start us off? It's my deck. Oh, shit. You're right. I'll start us <laughs> off. Yeah. All right. Well, we're starting with the very first one on the list, just to make it easy for oh. you. Uh, <laughs> this this card's amazing. And a Calamax, it's borderline stupid. Yeah, so it's, we're talking it's so about good. Artifact Mutation. So this costs Gruel to cast. That's a red and a green. It's an instant. It's a rare. It's in about 20, 20 cents. That's so cheap. Which is, it's shockingly cheap, yeah. Um, and it states, destroy target artifact. It can't be regenerated. Most Create relevant, X. most relevant text on the on the card. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, this, this next like block of text, I might as well not even read you guys, but I <laughs> guess I'll do it. Uh, create X one one green Sapperling creature tokens, where X is that artifacts converted mana cost, and I believe Malamo has arrived at the party. We, we do have another one, and this is our old pal Gandalf as the white in the Gandalf the white in the forest. Let's see, uh, Frodo. <laughs> from shards and splinters I call forth my living horde I don't know if that's even right I haven't that watched was Game incredible of oh Where do you <laughs> I haven't watched Lord from? of the Rings in forever I about called Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones I apologize <laughs> Commander Smith <laughs> we're about to yeah I was gonna say that would be put us in some hot water hot uh, oh, so it's hot I, I love this card in general. This card's amazing. If you're running yes. Gruel, yeah, you should have this in the deck. But in Calamax, it's just so much better yeah. as we've talked about. Because if he's tapped, you're buffing Calamax. You're getting rid of two artifacts. And probably at minimum, let's be honest, you're probably getting seven uh, creature tokens at a bare minimum. Right. And you'll see more of this in my capping. But Ooh. one thing I think this deck needs other than just a more streamlined way for Calamax to kill people, is I think you need ways to leverage the spells that you're casting to generate you some sort of defense with tokens. Yes, yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't, I don't think it's a go-wide token strategy where you're attacking. I just think you need a mixture of on-the-ground, flyers, big guys, tiny guys, so then that way as people, because Calamax should always be tapped for you to do your stuff, 
Yes. You, that way people aren't like, well, he's tapped. Tuck's tapped out. Let's just go kill him. Then he can stop all this nonsense. It's, yeah. uh, oh, Tuck's tapped out. Calamax is tapped. But he does have seven tokens that are married of one ones to four fours. Do I want to deal with that? I don't know. So I think this is a great card that could deal with troublesome artifacts and give you a little bit of cushion. Yeah, I can believe, uh, I agree full stop on all of that. Um, it's it's really strong removal. And then another thing I want to point out, just in case you're just in case people at home are, is that even if I target a Darksteel Colossus with this, I'll still get the tokens because it doesn't matter if it's destroyed or not. It's all part of that same text. So, so just something to consider as well, right? So even if even if someone has a Darksteel Forge, and you're like, well, I actually rather would have the tokens than just blow up a Soul mm -hmm. Ring. You can still target like something like that and get all your defenders back. But yes, I completely agree. A lot of times it's complete defenses down in this deck unless I have one of my removal spells. Yep. All right, Tuck. Uh, now I'll allow you to go. You, you may go next. I appreciate uh, it. What is the, the next card you're talking about? Well, this is a card. I'm glad you gave me the chime so I could have the fruits of my labor blossom into something that might protect my boy. Blossoming defense. Oh. Great card. So good. One colorless, or I'm sorry, one colorless. One green for an instance, also out of Kaladash. It's a 40 cent card. Uh, target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains hexproof until end of turn. Uh, it is a uncommon, and we do have some readings. No elephant, no elephant, no elephant, no elephant. Let's go ghoul man. Let's go ghoul man. Haven't had ghoul man in a while. We're nearing the 50, the 50 voice limit, too. Oh, <laughs> oh the old, our old pal, the Kundros. Oh, like, God. Those who are more harmoniously with the flow of Aether can, like, channel the power of the natural world. Smelly cat. Uh, yeah, so this is this one is kind of kind can kind of go both ways. And ideally, I think this is going to be That's what she said. <laughs> nice. I think this is a card that could be like that middle ground between a hop and a yeast. I actually mm. recently cut out a swift. I cut out lightning greaves and put in oh, swift absolutely. Boots for maybe the for maybe the first time. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Uh, but yeah, so I think giving you the ability to give your to protect Calamax, this is definitely a deck that was I call it built in KC. And when I say that, I mean it's top down. Like if I don't have my commander, yeah. I'm not doing much. I'm, I cast a couple of removal spells, maybe, and then go cry in a corner. So I need as many ways to protect them as possible. And I think um, there's some there's other ones of this that don't increase power. That don't really do as much right because if i'm on the defensive this is just a good way to prevent spot removal but if i'm going offensive casting this getting him to be a four getting him plus four plus four and a counter that's a yeah. lot that puts him up to five out of the gates or sorry mm -hmm. ten out of the gates right or wait no, no. no you're right that's five. nine, nine. Uh, he'll go yeah. to five and then he'll go to nine yep which is which is a pretty big chunk of change depending on what area of the deck you're getting it in on yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's it's Calamax is cool because he's a lot like Feather to where you're mm -hmm. able to turn these draft chaff cards that are worth nothing. I mean, this is still a 40 cent card, which kind of surprises me that it's that expensive. I would consider this a 10 cent card, if that. I um, think it was but, played. I think it's played in Modern Infect or it used to be. I'm not sure. Oh, OK. Um, and so it, it's great to be able to turn some of these draft chaff cards that yeah, you think about, oh, instant, single green, get to do this. That should be really good. But we're in commander. You got three other opponents, and they each have 40 life starting out. 
So plus yep. two, plus two, and hexproof isn't going to do anything against 120 life, but Calamax turning it into nine with hexproof, that's great. And so I, I think this actually has a great spot to be that modal card, hot yes. or yeast, depending on the, the use case. Totally. Totally agreed. All right. You know, I love me some free spells. And oh. this boy, when Calamax is tapped, is real good. <laughs> How would you guys like to pay nothing and have two Force of Vigors on the stack? So uh, this might as well be blank. It costs two yeah. colorless green <laughs> yep. green. Uh, ignore that. It basically reads instant mythic, or sorry, uh, rare at $16. Jesus! <laughs> If it's really? not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand rather than paying the spell's mana cost. Destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. But like we said, when it's Calamax, it'll be four for free. Yeah. That's great. And there's voices. Oh, yes. Uh, and to spin. I was like, wait a minute. Don't we have one for this? We don't because there's no tag on it. All right. Here we go to. Oh, this is a long one. Oh, oh, a new one. Uh, Vicon Lecter, if you will. <laughs> oh, God. Do you have a Lecter? Let's hear it. All right. The vines overgrew the construct. <laughs> Snapping gears and soaking up Aether. <laughs> Not bad. So, uh, oh, and of course, <laughs> do it again. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, this card's great in Calamax. Yeah, it's so it, good. It's a powerful card in general. I mean, it's I to me, this is not for. It doesn't. The new forces are nothing like Force of Will from a power level perspective. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, you could disagree with it, but in Calamax the force of cycle from modern horizons is extremely good and yeah. tuck i don't know if you have the other ones uh for you know the yeah what's the red one the red one's not great it's create two <laughs> the red one's pretty bad it's create two three one red elemental creature tokens with trample and haste and then sack them at the beginning of your next upkeep i mean i guess for free you would get 12 power on the board the but if it's not my turn Oh, next upkeep? Yeah, then you don't even get to use them. So I double them, and I guess I have blockers. I guess, and the one, yeah. And the blue one's Force of Will, so. Yeah, so, which is which is good, but not great doubled, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. The, the, the red and blue ones. And then there's Force of Negation, which doesn't it's really, just, you don't double counter spell. Uh, ex exactly. So. so, okay, well, never mind. Uh, Force of Vigor's <laughs> great, though, because this is the exact kind of card Tapped out, commanders tapped. What you gonna do? Someone's yep. like, "Oh, I'll uh, I'll just kill you." And it's like, "Uh, how are you doing that?" Oh, the sword of feast and famine, ha <laughs> ha, sucker. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna blow up all your mana rocks while I'm at it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's 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 stupid good. Um, there's not really a whole lot else to say. And this was the only card. This was the only card that I cast on the game where I didn't draw a single blue and twenty cards, including mulligans. And it actually prevented someone else from losing the game or from winning the game. That's how good nice. this card is. Yeah. Because he played a brand new foil alternate art sort of hearth and home. And I'm not, I'm not about to let that happen. <laughs> All right, Tuck. Well, what's your next hop? 
this is like the most voices we've done in any episode because I'm curious to think or know if you are into this card. I guess not. Okay. But oh. the herd sure the herd sure is curious herd. Three colorless and a green for an instant. Choose target opponent. You create X three three green beast creature tokens where X is the number of artifacts that player controls. And uh, Curious Herd has a little bit of flavor text brought to us by none other than John Old, Mission Naturalist, or another great one, a nature tour guide. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> can you do this <laughs> I don't know hold on I just had like this okay <clears throat> now if you don't break camp and look up over on your right as you leave you may return to find it to be broken for you <laughs> so okay I have a little, I just give you, I can explain this. So we, I have like, a, you know, those memories in your brain that you have no idea why they're there. I have sure. one distinctly when, you know, like at Disney, they have like the, they have like the nature cruise thing where you go through. Right. And I went, remember going there as a kid and we had the most flat voiced, sardonic, older African-American woman leading ours. And literally she would be like, check out, check out that, uh, check out that hippopotamus over on your right. He's a handsome devil, ain't he? <laughs> that's so weird. Anyway, uh, that's staying in. So this card's really good. Uh, I know it read. I think it. We talk a lot about how cards read a lot better than they actually are, and I think this is a reverse version of that because I've gotten to cast this several times. And to your point, Mister Combo, with artifact mutation, it's rare that I'm not creating six nine double digits of these three three green beast to creature tokens like i don't have any way to abuse a lot of tokens i don't have any sort of like overrun or anything like that as to why would i but this is just another stopgap to make me to make me a little block and if i need to get in that extra damage from calamax to get their life totals down low enough this is where you're gonna get it artifacts are rampant in every deck you're gonna find someone that's gonna be playing at least three or four playing this on its own not very good doubling this very good. I would agree with that. And I think that's just where, once again, Calamax turns cards that wouldn't see play into actual playable cards. Yes. And I was agreed. actually thinking it'd be kind of cool if you could do some sort of non-bow with this. Ooh. Where you have Calamax tapped. It's your turn. You have some sort of blind obedience type of effect where artifacts come into the battlefield tapped. You figure out. Oh, this is sweaty. You figure out how to give your opponent. You figure out how to give your opponent a smothering tithe hole breacher type of effect. You draw a bunch of cards. They make a ton of treasures. They all come in tapped, and then you cast this, and then you kill them with all your beasts with haste. Extremely sweaty. We're talking seven to eight cards, and I'm here for it. The only it's like you have to give them that new. That new elf that has landfall, you create a clue or a treasure or something. You have to give them that and then play uh, Forest Dryad to have them search the library for a forest to put it on the battlefield. 
I love it. I love it. Fi a five-card combo that goes nowhere. But yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Cool. Cool card. All right. I will round out mine with someone who might tell you. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great. We are talking about vexing Shusher. I love this card. I'm obsessed with this card. And in this deck, it's better than it even is in my Ruikthar deck. I gave you, I did give you crap for this card in the past, and I, depending on the deck it's in, it's very good. So this card costs a hybrid mana, hybrid mana. So you could pay either red green or red green. So it's hybrid gruel. It's creature goblin sh shaman uh, for rare. It's a 2 2. And it states this spell can't be countered. And then you could pay a either red or green hybrid gruel. Target spell can't be countered. Uh, before I go into why I love this card so much, Tuck, hit me with some flavor text. Okay. Who am I going as? We have this one. This is another one in your wheelhouse. It's another series of films that I'm pretty sure you've seen all of. Uh, we have Freilis, who is Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean. The stench of blood-capped mushrooms on the breath is enough to ward off even Jack Sparrow or even the <laughs> most potent magics. <laughs> Especially when combined with a special chance. <laughs> Jack, are you drunk again? All right. So <laughs> where's, the, where's the rum gone? So this is one of my favorite cards in your deck because of the fact you're trying to... This is a lot like a... Not to spoil too much in the spice section, but this is like a Rashmi deck, essentially. You're trying to do yeah, stuff on everyone's yeah. turns. Yep. And so... As long as you have your mana correct, which um, you should be able to with the mana base you're running and having Chromatic Lantern in the deck, yep. that you should always be able to cast response. And if someone does want to respond, okay, I'll go ahead and pay a mana, target my spell. It can't be countered. And yeah. then their spell just fizzles. Um, and I'm okay letting their spell fizzle if me doing this gets them to a waste of removal all i did had to do is waste a mana and maybe i just don't get to cast something on the person right before me's turn because i had to use that one mana so i'm willing to sacrifice doing three spells in a rotation versus two spells and i protect the things i'm casting right um, it doesn't state non-creature creature planeswalker it's just target spell can't be countered you could use this as a political move which tuck is all about even though he's a oh, fake politician and so you oh, know no, I'm, hey, a very, I'm a very real politician i'll tell you that much Oh, you like to backstab people? Okay. How dare you? Uh, yes, uh, I. this card, this is a weird one, and honestly, it might be a better fit in my wart deck because I think I only have the one, but that's the thing, right? Like, I'm. this is a very reactionary, very, like, pass-go deck, and just knowing that I, I have cut out a lot. I used to kind of run a lot of X spells in here, and I've cut most of those out, so most of the time I will have enough mana to pay one extra if I have to to threaten the next big thing down the way. Yep. All right, Tuck, what is your last hop card? So this is what I think is the best counterspell in the deck. Because the reason why I don't run a lot of counterspells is because, as we've talked about, if they get countered or if they get copied, it doesn't really do anything. But, uh, and this is a friend of the cast, Goads, or no, I'm sorry, friend of the cast, Sir Nathan's least favorite card that's ever been printed, uh -oh. or one of them, easily, <laughs> Pyroblast. So good. So one color, one red. I keep saying one colorless. One red for an instant. It's an uncommon, about $3. Choose one. 
Counter target spell if it's blue. Destroy target permanent if it's blue. And there is some flavor text. God, this one sucks. Get the uh, elephant. As, no, I, it's not cool, man, either. We get this one all the time, too. It's Nicol Bolas. <clears throat> Water can be crushing, but it is predictable. Fire is always dynamic, and it's rage absolute and all-consuming. I'm a pompous British man. Uh, that's oh, that's what we should... Do you think pompous British men actually say at, whenever they get done to get done talking, just pompous British man? Yeah, oh, I'm a pompous British man. Yes. So, uh, like I said, the reason why I think this is so good in this deck, and I think it's a really good card, but normally when you're playing multiple colors, especially blue, you have cards that can kind of do this, but better. It's kind of more relegated to red or red and X without blue things. But again, if there's a counter spell coming, it's 99% of the time going to be blue. And yep. if someone's running a blue, if someone's running a deck that has counter spells, there's probably some sort of target, whether it be a commander, whether it be a RIP whole breacher sort of effect. The fact that it's any permanent is so strong. So being yep. able to two, being able to two for one every single time you counter a spell is why this card is so solid in here. Yeah, I agree because just like you said, this is going to have more versatility than a generic counter spell because of the fact you have Calamax and we talked about earlier, the force of negation does nothing in here because you don't want two counter spells off of your Calamax exactly. trigger. Yep. So it's like, okay, I do need to counter this because you're about to cyclonic rift my, my Calamax, but I now have this extra copy. How about I destroy target permanent that you have as well? That Ristic study is gone. Exactly. And so it's always going to be able to kind of get you something. And even the low end of the totem pole, you're about to hit me with a couple blue thopters and I'm about to die. I guess I'll save myself and kill them both. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. Worst case scenario. <laughs> a couple Drake tokens, perhaps. Going to interest you in that sort of thing. Uh, which are different, contrary to public belief, than the Toronto-based Drake. Ooh. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to how this deck may or may not win games in the huh? yeast section. Big Tuck, start us off. How Wait, do isn't you this think? You? Isn't this? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It is me. Um, See, you don't even know the order. You're out of order. Everybody's we're out of order. And actually, that makes sense because I don't know why I'm angry and I'm about to go berserk for one green. Oh. Come on. Are you not talking about this? It's the best no. card in the deck. Unreal. Yeah, it's all right. Uh. Ooh. All right. Berserk, one green, and no, I don't have the old art, which is like a guy looking maniac with like a barbarian who looks so crazy. Uh, those used to be $20, but the new ones are $27. So it's a mythic from Conspiracy. I actually opened one of these, traded it for 40 and then bought it from one of our people in the Discord for 25 So all up on Berserk. So... Cast Berserk only before the combat damage step. Target creature gains Trample and plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is its power. At the beginning of the next end step, destroy that creature if it attacked this turn. This $27? Is... Yeah, dude. This card is not worth $27. I think this is the I think this is the only reprinting besides like Alpha. Hold on, I always forgot how to uh. spell it. Berserk. Because I always say Berserk. Yeah. Berserk. 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 So hold on. You can edit this out, Andy. I gotta look this up. Okay, yeah. So it's been it's been printed. <laughs> uh it's been printed in 
Alpha, Beta, Unlimited Collectors, From the Vault, Exiled, and Conspiracy Take the Crown. That's it. And this card is bonker. So this is this is like the kind of Hail Mary, and there's other cards that I have slotted in to come in here that do this just slightly differently, mostly so you don't have to sacrifice Calamax. But pretty much the way it works out is that if he is at six or greater, you just one-shot somebody. Okay. What are you talking? What do you mean? Okay, you just kill. So somebody. here's the thing. But you could kill someone, but then you have to sacrifice your commander unless you have your magical Christmas land where you could stop it. So I oh. don't like this card in here because this is a more one v one card than a one v mini. So that would be yeah. my issue. Now, granted, I don't know if you've ever thought of this. It doesn't state creature you control. Oh, you, you could target on some someone oh. and have them destroy their own creature that maybe you didn't want to deal with. So, no, it's even better because you do that and then they have to. So you're like, okay, this guy. I'm pretty. This guy's been. The, these two guys have a feud, right? I know that I can pump him twice on their turn to kill him, and then they have to get rid of their creature, which is probably the best one they have. I love yeah. it. I never even thought about it being a hop card, but oh yeah, oh I like that. I like that quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I like this better as a hop card than a yeast card because I just, I, you know me, Tuck. I play enough top down where I have to have my commander out. Yeah, yeah. And having something that's going to kill your commander unless you have indestructible on it with something else, it's yeah, a little right. too risky for me unless it is 1v1. But as a Ooh. hop card, I could see it as a modal thing then. Like, yeah, it's primarily here because I'm going to politic my opponents and like double pump and then possibly even kill that one creature but I could use it if it comes down to 1v1 and I want to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I didn't even think about that line of play. That's really good. But the better line of play is my first East card. And let's just say we're going to have a little bit of form to our structure. We're talking about Aqueous form. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, single blue. No, not. Okay. This is, this in my opinion, is the best card in your East section. Yeah, I agree. Enchantment Aura. Enchant creature, enchanted creature can't be blocked. <laughs> Whenever enchanted creature attacks, scry one. And the biggest reason I think this is the best card in your yeast section is because it's an enchantment and not a one-time use instant. Mm -hmm. Now, I get it that that is disadvantageous to what Calamax is trying to do, but you've already talked about it. Sometimes you need ways to tap Calamax that you can't yeah. attack. Well, now you can always attack. Uh, and you still get a benefit out of it with the Scry 1, which will line up with a lot of the draw spells that you have. Um, and it doesn't give it Shroud, so you can still target it with spells if you're trying to do your pump stuff. Um, and the enchantment just stays there forever, so they're going to have to get rid of Calamax, opposed to, well, he berserked him. I don't have to worry about it, because now Berserk's in the graveyard. So Aqueous Form, yeah. in any deck where you care about, I have to get my commander through, 14 cents, slam it in the deck. I was just going to say, I think this is a staple in a blue card that cares about commander damage, right? Like, Eureka, um, Brutaclad, sort of, not really, but I guess you don't have to attack no. with him. That's kind mm. of a bad example. But, um, like, a Maelstrom Wanderer deck where you're going to be winning with him in combat zone, right? Like, anything along those lines that you care about your uh, Misrule Ultimatus, those oh, sort shit. of decks. Narset. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so strong. For one mana, there's no downside. And then the best part is, like we've talked about, even if someone has to remove this because they think it's too scary, congratulations. You removed a one-drop enchantment in a deck that does yep. not even care about enchantments. Like, perfect. <laughs> Good for you. Yep, you did it. Congratulations.
All right, Tuck. Well, what's your next East card? So this one I chose not not because it's my favorite card in the deck, but because I'm I'm more interested in hearing your thoughts on it. Right. Um, this is a card that I talked when I've talked to uh, a, a new player out here. Well, he's not a new player, um, but a new a new player, a new friend of mine, Ken. And I kind of feel like this is a win more card. So I'm interested. I think it's very good. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts because I want to see if we can get a double recommendation on this. And it turns out we can. Ready? One, two, three. Double, double vision. vision. Break this red, red enchantment. Rare. Ah, whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And to the randomizer, we have Yold Professor of Cryptology, which is Adam Sandler is the opera man. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, wait, no, hold on. Opera. Your eyes are playing tricks on you. I am. <laughs> so I've still never seen that SNL skit with him on that. I may have oh, really? to do that before we do Bruise and Builds next. Yeah, I think I really need to just go through the list and be like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go and practice. I have to go watch once. fifty different video clips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So okay, I'm for me, I I'm also adding in more things that are dealing with copying and and those sort of effects and that sort of doubling rigmaroles. The one thing I don't like about this card is that sometimes I feel like it's what I would call, or what Jeff uh, from Fort Collins drink, here we go, would call a win more card, right? Like the card itself doesn't necessarily do anything on its own. It just like sets you up for later turns. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where I didn't cast this because I knew A, it would either make me a target or B, it just get destroyed immediately. So I'm, inter I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on it, Mr. Combo. I think it's a mistake if you don't run it in the deck. Well. Uh -huh. I mean, it's very much like, I don't know if you're talking about it next. I'm not, but it's swarming with knowledge. It's I'm kind not of, talking it's about it. Okay, yeah. so swarm intelligence is another card you have in the deck that you could argue is actually more of a win more card than this, drives more hate than mm -hmm. this, because this at least has the stipulation like Calamax. It's only your first one each turn. Right, right, Four right. Swarm right. just, you could just keep going, and it just won't stop. So... That's where I think you have to have double vision in the deck. You have to run the risk that someone's going to hate it because A, it's an enchantment. Enchantment removal is at a premium. We talk about that yep. all the time. All the time. B, you'll be able to get it down earlier. So who knows what you might be able to do with it. And if someone really wastes their enchantment removal or does their nev disc, you got swarm intelligence coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And so it's like, I'd rather you get rid of double vision so I could have swarm intelligence for later versus oh, yeah. the other way around. So... I think it's absolutely keep it in. I think you run the risk of drawing maybe that hate because your opponents don't know that you have plenty of other things that could do this and probably do it better. Yeah. Okay. All right. You you sold me on it. Uh, <laughs> my, my my double. You made you turned my double vision into a singular one when it comes to this card. All right. Well, let's see if we go two for three with this last one. It's a card. It has kicker. I know for a fact this works, so we don't have to worry about my roiling regrowth uh, oh. mess up. Uh, we are talking about the vines. Yes, you are. Of basswood. Very so, good. <laughs> one green instant. It's a common for a dollar twenty, and it has a kicker for a single green. So you're only ever casting this for green green. If you're not, yep. it's a you're in a bad bad place. 
Agreed. Target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control this turn. If Vines of Vastwood was kicked, that creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. Big Tuck talked about earlier his blossoming defense, how this could be, you know, hops or yeast, kind of depending on the time. And if you look at this, this is just the same card, but twice as good. Yeah, because it's agreed. plus four instead of plus two. You're still going to get the counter. The thing still can't, it basically has hex proof. Uh, so I'm curious, Tuck, did you put this in yeast just because it is double the power and toughness of the other one? Or because they basically do the same thing. That's why, that's why, because I think for me, Blossoming Defense, because it's it's the one, it's usually on the defensive card, right? Like, that's why I put it in as a hop, right? It's a good combat mm -hmm. trick if someone's trying to bounce your creature before damage and that sort of thing. Um, whereas Vines of Basswood, it's more like the Hexproof or whatever it is on it is more of a, like, nice to have. In reality, I just want to I just want to bump Kalamax's power and toughness by nine for two. Right, so that's mm -hmm. and then that that's is more of a disruptive during combat to get that damage in versus the other one. Gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. But it's really right. it's really strong. Take us home with your yeast. So uh, this is a card that I've seen go infinite, not in this deck, but another deck that stole it. Uh, Toiling staff, very very strong. And I'm now getting I'm building this deck to be more copy focused than infinite copy focus, which we're not even talking about. Uh, Outside of the cut, I'll get to it when we get to the cuts. Twin Staff is insanely good. Um, this is a this is an immediate target. This is something that makes you way scarier than Double Vision. Three yep. colorless artifact. If you would copy a spell once, one or more times, instead copy it that many times plus an additional time. You may choose new targets for the additional copy. Seven tap copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Honestly, the seven tap is not going to be blank. I would say eighty percent of the time. Right? It does <gasps> not even matter. Oh, Tuck. I saw your infinite combo. I like it. There's a, there's a couple ways that you can get stupid in here. Um, but back Ooh. when I was in Kansas City, I played this and Echo Storm, and it went infinite. Well, or I mean, you, you do this and have a uh, Rawl on the battlefield. You cast yeah. Fork, you win the game. Yeah, exactly. So that's why uh, I will be cutting Rawl outside of the cuts. Uh, Boo! But yeah, it's too. It's just too greasy. It's too, too greasy. not fun. I am extremely greasy. I haven't showered in like a day and a half. Uh, so yeah, but twenty staff for me. It's like it came in the deck. It's one of the ones that stays in there. And if you're kind of if you care about copying spells, then you should probably have twenty staff in your deck. So I'm gonna guess that you're running twenty staff in the deck, and you're never activating it. Right? You're not paying. I don't. Seven. I don't think so. I okay. don't think so. Because that's where I think they try to make twenty staff quote unquote fair. Where it's like, well, the card on its own, you do have to pay ten to get your first copy done. Yeah. Um. It. You know. So I was just. Do you ever see a situation where you would pay seven? The, I mean, the only time I could, the only time I would think if it's like I don't have anything else to do but cast like um a Pongify or a Pyroblast or like one of my one drop spells just to get more copies because the 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 copy. Plus one, plus one on counter. The plus, the copy and the one one counter is as many times as it goes. It's not the first time, so sometimes you can get some incidental from there, but not really. Like, okay, I think if it, I think I'd be more inclined if it was like copy and something, an instant or sorcery that just exists. But the fact that it says it's your controls, like uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a okay. lot to ask for. 
That's fair. Um, yeah. And kind of also looking at that card and at your commander, have you ever thought about putting in storm cards, like cards that actually just say storm, just because he gets the plus ones for all the copies? Um. Yeah. I. I. There's a. I think that's another. I think that is a interesting point because I think that's another way that you can build this deck out if you wanted to, right? Where you're casting. Kind of like what you were doing in your Safi deck, like the sub one of the sub themes of that, or Zaffy or whatever, of like mm -hmm. putting in Storm. I just don't think I have enough. N normally, when I'm copying a spell, it's going to be like three or four because I want it to be that impactful. If I wanted to change it, I would put in a bunch of more like one drop spells that kind of do something like maybe another cantrip or something like those lines. Uh, but as is, I don't really run that much Storm. I don't really like Storm and Commander to be honest with you. I think it's I think it's way too sweaty. Uh, to get it there, because you have to run all these cards that aren't great, so that's just my take on it. That's fair, and that take will take us to the end of the East package, and now we're heading over to the spicy meat tip card, and I get to do this one. We had five options. I can tell you this, I'm cutting two of them in the capping. Fair. fair. The, I'm cutting the one, one I want to talk about is one that I actually showed you that I thought was really cool. It's real expensive at seven mana, but I think, I don't know. I just feel like it has a lot of potential. So we're talking about Jin Illuminatus. Yeah. Five colorless, hybrid is it, hybrid is it, creature Jin. It's a rare, it costs six cents, has a three five. <laughs> so this is bulk rare at its finest. Yes. It has this flying, is... which is decent for blockers. But here's where the card gets interesting and where I really want to hear more your thoughts than my own. Each incident sorcery spell you cast has replicate. The replicate cost is equal to its mana cost. When you cast it, copy it for each time you paid its replicate cost. You may choose new targets for the copies. I assume this is something you put in here for a lot of your cheap spells to where you could just kind of constantly keep doing it and it yep. kind of gives you pseudo storm. You get a bunch of Calamax plus ones. Is that pretty much what the card's doing? Uh, it is on paper. Uh, this is, I am actually going to be, this is going to be coming up in a little bit here for me personally, because this is a card that I really want to work, right? I think it's got a lot of long-term potential. I think the problem where I run into it is that by the time I get around to, um, okay, so in your Zaffy deck, you run a lot of ways to make a bunch of mana, right? You run the rights, sure. you run the, Je you're going to run the Jessica's Wills, you're going to run that sort of stuff. And I think in that build, Jin Illuminatus is really going to shine, but a lot of times, by the time I get to seven mana, I'm still only casting one card a turn. Yeah. Um, so ideal, ideally, yes, right? Like, this is something that will turn late game if I happen to get even, like, a negate, for example, right? Like, if I get something that's low cost, I can cap, I can copy it a bunch of times knowing that I'm not doing anything else and then build Kalamax up that way. Um, in reality, I'm not sure if... I think it's a very, I think the wording on the card is very good and very strong. I'm just not sure if it's right for the build that I have here. I have cast this, I have played this in my Mizzix deck that I've then taken away. I played this in my Maelstrom Wanderer deck that I've then since dismantled. And maybe I just have a bad run with it, but I think that's, that would be the idea of being able to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to copy opt five times on turn eight. And then that's going to give me mm. enough juice to make Kalamax huge and go in for the win. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, Tuck, bring us home. What is your spice? I'm like 95% sure you're going to cut this card. Maybe like 98. Even okay. though it's one of your even though it's one of your favorite, A, it's from a junk set, right? Terrible set. 
one of the worst sets oh. we've ever talked about. And B, it's one of your favorite types of cards, but I don't, I, I don't know. I have a feeling. I am not might... cutting it. It's actually really? great for the deck. It's great for the deck. That's what I thought. Okay, that's great. I'm, I'm very excited to hear that. So uh, the Royal Scions, uh, oh, yeah. weird card, colorless, and and uh, is it? That's a blue and a red. It's a five, five, quote unquote, drop legendary planeswalker, Will Ronin. Um, it's very stupidly designed, in my opinion. It's like two people on one. What are you going to do? Um, and it's a mythic for about $2. Uh, I bought this for my uh, Planeswalker tribal deck because I wanted a low-cost thing that was junk. I played it once. I was like, I, this does literally nothing. But in this deck, I think it actually <laughs> does a lot. So um, it's it's got two plus ones and a minus eight. Plus one, draw a card, discard a card. Plus one, target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gains first strike and tramples on a turn. And then minus eight, which I don't think I'll ever use. Draw four cards. When you do, it deals its damage to any target equal to the number of cards in your hand. It's whatever. Mostly, for me, I... If if it didn't have the plus one, or if the plus one wasn't didn't give trample, if it gave first strike and vigilance or something, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't put in the deck. But the fact that I can get this out early, start potentially filling my graveyard with my jump starts or those sort of cards, um, and thinning my deck out that way, and giving Calamax a piece of crucial evasion, because that's the that's one thing that I ran into on my first few builds of this is just that he just doesn't have any evasion, right? Like so he yeah. gets chumped, and that's kind of the end of that. So the fact it gives it trample is so huge. And the reason why I put it in the spice though is because like it it's if I can't do the plus one target creature, this card, there's so many better cards in it, right? Sure. So that's why it's in spice for me. I think the minus eight kind of stinks in this deck too, but you know, it's a cute enough card and something I've never seen anyone else play that I was like, I'll give it a shot. And uh to this date, I've not seen it, so I have no data on it for you. <laughs> So the uh, yeah the plus two first strike trample that's where it's massive because yep. now if they want to kill Calamax they're gonna have to throw something at a minimum because he's gonna have at least a plus one counter on him yeah at a minimum they're gonna have to throw something with eight toughness does that work out yeah because you're gonna hit yeah. it first for seven and it's gonna have to live through that then smack you back for five. Um, to be able to kill it, which that's just that's very very rare. They're gonna have the opportunity to do that. Yep. Uh, the card the card claps though, man. I'm telling you, I run this in. Uh, oh God, seven which, dwarves? I, question mark. I think it is in there, and I think I run it in another deck actually. To be honest, um, but card's great, and I actually disagree with you, Tuck. If you didn't get the middle plus one, I still think the top plus one's good. Because this isn't enough, a card yeah. on its face that I think people are going to try to actively kill. Yeah. Get you through your deck. It's only three mana. If this was more than three, I would agree with you. And this is the kind of card that, for me, I'm going to get it well beyond ultimate. This is one of those kind of cards yeah. where I'm telling everyone at the table, guys, I really don't have an intention to ultimate this thing. Um, I'm just here to either Calamax or plus one. And if I'm at 10 loyalty... 12 loyalty it's like well do i want four cards instead of a card okay i'll do that and you yeah. know what and it's like hey guys i said i wasn't going to hit you with this so how about the eight damage i'm gonna have i'll point it at your one one token hey yeah, exactly I'm still the good yeah. guy i'm still the good guy yeah, I'm still, don't get I'm upset. still fine still fine yeah. so i think on, that's I'll kind of where this card can can do a lot and you it'll fit well into that politics game and it could be one of the last cards you have and people just don't see that incidental value 
Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. So I'm glad you like it, though. I thought I thought it was going to be when you talked about cards that were too cute. I thought this was going to oh, be one yeah. of them. So, but you know, what are you going to do? All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these going to be big tucks into eyes, cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under five dollars, under fifty bucks, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands. All right, big tuck. Under $5, I'm curious, what in the world are you going to cut, since apparently you've been cutting this thing like it's a uh, apple on a summer day, and you're just wanting to kick back and relax. That was a terrible pun. Just just give us your card. That was bad. I have, so I actually just counted, I have seven cards that I laid out to cut before, to do after this goes live, that is just lying around. So this was a really easy cut for me. I'm really trying to take out, so I'm the cards I'm taking out are going to be things like Ral and that sort of stuff that is just not like fun for me. I'm really trying to turn this into more of like a mid-range, mid-range fun, not control, but like has a lot of interaction pieces and then really go into more of the copy and that sort of thing. So luckily there's two cards that we've discussed, we discussed one of them not too recently ago or not too long ago. So I'm actually going to cut the, the Jin Illuminatus. As I made mention, I really want this card to work. I just think it's too, I think it, it asks too much of you. If this card was four or even five mana, I think it's a lot easier to stomach. But a lot of times when I played this card in the past, it comes down, you play it and it just gets removed or people are going to mm -hmm. get scared of you and just start attacking you. So, um, the best, the best mechanic that has come out for Kalamax since it's got printed is a little one called Magecraft. And there are certain cards that really explode out of this. The first of which is your old pal, the Dwarf Shaman, oh, yeah. Storm Kiln Artist. So three colors and a red for a creature Dwarf Shaman. Uh, it gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Blank. It's a blank card. And then it says Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, create a treasure token. It's just completely bonkers. Um, you're going to be casting... so. On a cast, on your first cast, you're going to create two treasure tokens, which is going to open you up for your next turn to be able to cast something else when Calamax goes. Again, this one's like, the, I have two picks that are kind of lame and then one that's actually fun. And this is one of the lame ones, right? It's just, it's so effective. It's so good in copy spell decks. It's just kind of an immediate slam dunk. I wish it cost three instead of four, but we'll get it. Once it gets out, yeah, it'll I pay mean, for itself. Yeah, I um, The amount... In decks that are copying, the amount of treasures that you can get is just absurd. And if you think about it, even if a, if yeah. a spell costs a little bit more <clears throat> to produce the copy, the treasure that you end up getting ends up paying for that that whatever that extra cost was. So it's almost yes. it's weird because I know you're trying to you don't like storm, but storm can artist kind of gets you into a storm count because it just constantly feeds you <laughs> mana. And it's like, well, I might as well just keep going. So great card, really like it. All right. Yes. Yeah. A, 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 right. a greasy pick for sure. I know why you have it in here because it allows you to tap Calamax. I just, I don't like the card because once it's gone, it just doesn't do crap. Zhang Young Wildcrafter. Uh, wait, can I guess? Yeah. yeah. I was just Two colorless <laughs> green, legendary planeswalker, uh, Yang Yu. And it's an uncommon 28 cents, three loyalty. It has a static effect. Each creature you control with a plus one counter on it has tap. Add one mana of any color, minus one loyalty, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. If you had tons of creatures that had plus one counters, sure, it's good enough to leave. But it's literally, 
your commander. Yeah. It's it's a extraordinarily cute card. This was a recommendation from Rocketing Moss. So um, I I have gotten to do it, but to your point, I put two one one counters okay. on Calamax, and that's it. Well, the card I want to add, so. I think it's a slam dunk for this deck. Sometimes you see a man in a mirror, but other times you see the magic mirror. Uh, so this is also from that oh, trash set, okay. Throne of Eldraine. It's a mythic, six colorless, blue, blue, oh, blue, oh. legendary artifact. This costs one less to cast for each incident sorcery card in your graveyard. You have no maximum hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a knowledge oh. counter on the magic mirror, then draw a card for each knowledge counter on the magic mirror, and it costs around 350 So I look at this as probably it's going to cost you four-ish to probably cast, because by the time you get to that point where yep. you have the three blue, you've probably done four or five instants so, in sorceries. So let's Something. go ahead and just yeah. assume it's going to cost you four to play. Four mana, it is trip blue, but no maximum hand size. And then the incidental card draw, no one's going to target this once again until you probably get to like four knowledge counters, maybe five, because then it's you're drawing four or five cards. So let yeah. me ask you, if you paid four mana at no maximum hand size for four turns and got to draw a collective six cards, would that be worth it? 100%. And I think one of the things like... If this didn't Not have good. the no maximum hand size claw, I wouldn't be claws. I wouldn't be so. I wouldn't be so excited about it. But I was looking through this, and when you were talking about Hunter's Insight, I was like, "Oh, I don't even have a Ristic. I don't even have um, a Reliquary Tower in here, right? Like, I don't have any way to prevent my. Um, I don't have any way to prevent my uh, my hand from being binned, right? Which is fine early on. And to your point, I can get rid of some cards that jump start, which will make this easier to cast. Uh, this is one of the legendary artifacts out of that trash set that aren't exactly, that's not the most exciting card when it got printed, but I think in a deck like this, it's going to get me that card draw and allow me to keep my hand up so that I can keep yep. doing the things totally I want. Agree. All right, Tuck, get me under 50. Show me we're going to spend some money. <laughs> so uh, we are not, I think I have one thing in here that's kind of expensive. This card's expensive for what does though. I'm just going to I'm going to oh. cut negate for the same reasons as we've talked about. I just you can't get anything out of it, right? And I like that I need some way to protect myself, but I think if we're going to do counter spells or something like that, there are other options that are arguably better. And to me, the biggest one for that is going to be Narset's oh, reversal. Oh, so yeah. So I know you're a huge fan of this card. Yes. Yeah, you like it? You see where I'm going with this. So Two blue for an instant. Copy it, target instant or sorcery spell. Then return it to its owner's hand. You may choose new targets for the copy. So for me, this is this is kind of like this is a counter spell, but I get doubles out of it. There's not that many effects that do this, right? Like um, there's one which I'm not going to say, but it returns yep. a permanent or a creature, and you can kind of go that way. But the fact that this says copy mm -hmm. on it is so clutch, right? Um, expropriate, do that twice. Time Warp, do that twice. Swords to Plowshares, do that twice. You know, uh, Blue Sun Zenith, do that twice and target somebody else. Like, this is going to be the card that's really going to stop the big effects um, that are going to be hampering my commander. And hopefully it'll be uh, at the right time that'll be able to punish the player I mean, for trying to do it again. Narset's Reversal, to me, is one of the best feel-good, feel-bad counter spells. Because mm -hmm. 
Yes, I'm stopping you from doing what you're going to do right now. But it goes back to your hand. You could do it next turn. But I'm going to get a copy right now. Exactly. So, like, it's cool. It's cool, bro. Like, it's all right. So... And then I'm gonna get co and then I'm gonna get yeah. a copy of that copy. Really, as really well. good. So, I, I'm a big fan go. of a good old Narset's reversal. All right. Oh, it's so good. I I know what you're trying to do here. It's just a little too cute. Surreal memoir. Smuggler's copter. Oh, 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 oh! This card's too, <laughs> yeah, too, too not good. Trash. Uh, so let's go it's three so colorless bad. red sorcery uncommon for two pennies. Card Kingdom, you're out of your mind if you think you're going to get a quarter for this. Ugh. Uh, and it states, return an yeah, instant no card at random from your graveyard to your hand, and it does have rebounds. So if you cast it from your hand, exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. I'm I'm never a big fan of random it's when you have lots I, of stuff in there. Random if it said no return a planeswalker card at random from your graveyard to your hand, it's like, oh, okay, well you only got like three in the deck. You're probably gonna get the one you want. But instant, you could get stuck with negate and you're like, Yes, awesome. exactly. I kinda I I I needed team or Yeah, charm. great. Now I know yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I was yes, exactly. Like I was when I played this last time, both games I drew this card and was like, I can't I can't think yep. of a scenario where I'm gonna cast this. Like it's such a dead card, and it's not even an instant, so you don't even get any value. Well, Tuck, we got trash. a better card. It's horrible I did trash. Talk to you about how I wanted to put in cards that would give you defense when you're doing what you want to just do. And we do have this great RK post shark token that'll go along with it. I think Shark Typhoon oh, is a really yeah. good fit in this deck. Five colorless blue, enchantment yeah, rare, really good. 10 really bucks. Strong. Um, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is that spell's uh, converted mana cost. Uh, and you can cycle it, which you may do if it's like late game and you're just really desperate. But X, uh, one, and a blue... Yeah. Uh, when you cycle Shark Typhoon, create a XX blue shark creature token with flying. So I guess if you just needed that, like, it's down to me and you. He has tons of ground guys. Yeah, I'll pump 10 into it to get a 10-10 flyer, I guess. But I think for the most part, and you'll see this trend, I think you have some of most of the right instant and sorceries in the deck. You know, there's going to be some tweaks that you need to do. I want to I want to get you more permanents that are going sure, to reward you for those instant and sorceries throughout the game and opposed to one-time use. And so Shark Typhoon, it's six. You'll plant it, though. You're in green. Yep. You're ramping. Probably get it down turn four, turn five. I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up getting four or five tokens out of this. And I think that's enough. You, I, you don't need to make 100 sharks to make this worth being in the deck. As long as you can make five of them, I'm happy with that trade. Because you're you're going to do yep. the spells anyways. And that's... an. a exactly right so like it doesn't penalize you for you're cutting something that's garbage for something that's really great the cmc yep. change is irrelevant in this deck right and like again i don't want to lean on it but if i have to i want to have some other way to win and in this deck it's literally either like meteors meteor swarm for a gazillion or or comet swarm for a gazillion or i might get lucky and have a bunch of tokens right so keeps it on the offensive can generate and to your point if it's like Calamax is dead and I'm about to die to commander Cycle damage, it. 
But it does have trample. Perfect. I'll just cycle yeah. it. And I'll, I'll cycle it for three, and, and, and then draw a card. Go on memory away. So yeah, yeah it's so Shark good. Typhoons is so. And, and I remember when this card yes, got exactly. reviewed, we all made fun it's of it. So, Ooh, it's, it's just it's Sharknado. Really... It's trash. And then it's like, oh wait, this thing yeah. laps. Yeah, it's all right, Tuck, insanely strong. What is your personal wreck? So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a creature that to me I've had it before, and I think again it goes back to the idea of. If this card had Magecraft instead of just the static ability, it'd be more interesting. Is it but frosty? I'm not really in the. Oh, I, th I think it well, is I think, extremely I think frosty. Yeah, this card is terrible. Three, two, Alrighty. one. Nibbles of two. Frost. <laughs> yeah. Nibbles of Frost. Not good. It's not good. It, it's not good. Two colors, two blue for a creature spirit. It's a 3 3 flyer with prowess, and that's whenever you cast a non creature spell, it gets plus one, plus one to let it turn. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. If you're going to play this like the storm deck that we were talking about, where it's like no, none of your instants and sorceries are over three CMC, yeah. fine, whatever, right? Like that's a way to, but it's like, it's not really a removal spell. Yeah. People have ways to untap things. It's, it's just does, it doesn't do an, if, if this card said when you cast, sure. cast yeah. or copy, now we're talking, right? But just the way it's worded, I'm never going to attack with it. It's a three-three flyer blocker. Awesome! Like it's yeah, just not I agree a, it's on not every a value point you made. Now, granted, I think it getting Magecraft probably makes it too strong uh, because then it, you know, yeah, you cast or copy, you could almost go infinite and just like tap out their entire board. So I, I think it's probably good that it doesn't have a Magecraft type of effect. But I agree. At four mana, the flying, the three-three, the very limited tap effect. I think you would just rather have the shark typhoon. In the last time, and honestly, the last time I played this, I think literally all I did was like I played it, I tap, I I, pl I, pl I played it, I tapped down one creature because I cast opt, jump block, jump block a six six. All yep, right, well, what are you going to add? <laughs> so this is a card I'm so glad I own a copy of because it is starting to climb in price and it's going to keep going, but. I like this dual idea of the deck, right? And our old pal, your what I thought was going to be your Prismari commander, Bayron, Voice of Duality, is a complete slam dunk in this deck. So colorless and is it? That's a blue and a red for a legendary creature, a free wizard. It has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. And then it says, if you casting or copying an instant sorcery spell causes a triggerative ability of a permanent you control to trigger... That ability triggers Real additional good. time. I like. I'm like worried to put this in the deck because I think it's going to make it extremely complicated between this twinning staff, double vision. I'm here for it. My commander. I'm here for it. I want to see you play the deck when you're in the it's paint. So strong, and you're just like, uh, stack. Yes. What? Uh, I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just dead. Uh, the, so the and the so obviously like I'm mostly playing it for that ability, right? If it was an, if there was an enchantment that said that, I sure. would take that over the creature. But as as I'm going to, and I know I didn't talk about any now, but as I'm cycling in more of like power and toughness doublers and ways to like that sort of thing, this is a card that you could potentially, in the right circumstances, could be a backup quote unquote mm -hmm. finisher to just chunk in. 10 points of damage and then berserk sure. or whatever the case may be. I'm not dependent on that, but I think having something in the deck that can do something that Calamax is doing at a lower rate, non-commander damage wise 
is worth it when you staple on that insane effect that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, it's an extremely powerful card. Um, you know, I just didn't do it because I, I'm trying to build decks that are still strong, but the commander doesn't scare everyone at the table and they just want to kill me first. Because <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, kind of sure. tired of that. And so uh, at least Zafi <laughs> is like, oh, well, she doesn't do anything on her own. She needs all of this other stuff to kind of function. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Voice of Duality is very, very powerful. Uh, this is a, this is yeah, a card it's, it's, that I could see that makes that pre-con become very expensive over time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's already, it's 10 and then 16 for like the fancy version that you can only get in whatever pack. It's going to be good. It's going to keep going up. All right. Sure. Obviously, I cut the same card, and the card I want to add, Tuck, we've talked a lot about how you're trying to do draw draw pass. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to do a ton on my turn, because you only get Palamax's trigger once per turn. Exactly. So, when I hear that, it's usually a, okay, what resources can I invest on my turn, or what spells can I use that get me resources to use on my turn, So, I, but I need to leave up as much as I can for everyone else's turns. Well, an easy way to do that is, you know, those pesky, pesky blue players, sometimes you need a mana for each island they control. So I think Carpet of Flowers, oh. actually, yeah, it's a powerful really card, but I think it's perfect in a draw pass type of deck because you can leverage the mana for that turn and save all your lands and artifacts for the other turn. So Carpet of Flowers, one green enchantment. It's uh, 30-ish dollars, and it states during your main phase, you may add up to X mana of one color to your mana pool where X is the number of islands target opponent controls. So not a ton to say. I mean, this gets played in CEDH because everyone plays islands, so it's just free mana. But I really do think it makes sense in here to where if you have five lands, two artifacts, and it's like, man, I have a grip of stuff, and I'd really like to... I wish I had... 11 mana because I could do something on my turn their turn their turn and their turn and, and get the and most out else, of yeah. Palamax but I just don't have enough or you have your vexing shusher and it's like I'd like to make sure I have mana so nothing can get countered for future turns well Carpet of Flowers will dump you at minimum 5 mana at the beginning of your turn and that'll probably yeah. get you at least one instant or sorcery to get you a Calamax trigger so uh, d- did I did I just hurt you or pain you no, I'm just pissed because I we were on we had some guest on I think it was either Lowry or his cousin and I was like oh they're like Carpet of Flowers like oh Carpet of Flowers is like nine dollars now and they're like oh that's a really good price and they ordered it there now it's back up to thirty again I don't make this mistake anymore because I've learned <laughs> of I've learned the reason I've learned the power of eBay to be like I want one card that's five dollars I'm just gonna order it on eBay and get free shipping so. I wish at the time I would have done that, and now it's like, do I really? I know I need a copy of this card, and that's, it would be really good in this deck. I just can't like think of, ah, think of it this way, Tuck. How about this? You have it's only going up. How about it's, this? You are reducing your amount of decks, correct? Or you've done that? Trying to. You have yes. a soul ring in just about every deck. You should honestly just take a stack like, of soul rings to a card shop. I'll give you these 10 for Carpet of Flowers or these 12 for Carpet of Flowers. I I, I literally was just going to say that. I have so many soul rings now they can't even fit into my like rare binder. I put them in like my bulk bin and or in my like like common and uncommon. See? Pile. Like seriously, 
You Let's should do that. Can... I mean, look, it's it's trending for $31. Soul Ring is about a buck fifty. So if you have 10 or 15 of them, I mean, that pays for a good chunk of it. I mean, I guess with how much Soul Ring's dropped in price, good God. Soul Ring's in 79% of all EDH, re it... EDH rec decks. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so $1.57, you know, you basically have to trade in 20 of them to be a break-even retail to retail. But, you know, I think you just take a bunch of the ones that's like, here's the deck number I'm going to be at. I will, because I think that's what Lowry does. He says, I'm going to be at this number and I'm not going up. So if you yeah. just decide, here's my personal preference, I'm going to be at 32. I'm never going to go over 32. I just want to be able to have enough decks where, in theory, I could have one of each color and I have 25 soul rings left over. Trade them all in. Because I'll guarantee you this the Sylvan or that uh, Carpet I, of Flowers will go up more in price over time than soul ring will. I literally think I have. I think I could if if I take them out of like the precons I bought and everything, I'm pretty confident I could find 20 soul rings in my collection. And hit up one of those card stores. Be like, hey, if I give you 20 soul rings, can I get a carpet of flowers? And the, Mighty Meeple has one. There you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. And you know what else I like, guys? We're at the end of the episode. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One. We're giving away those four Mystical Archive Japanese alternate arts. And yes, this is the last episode of the month. So I will have to tell you about the last one. So we are doing a lightly played foil, Putrefy. Great oh, card. Oh, cool. Gets, gets, gets used quite a bit. And so if, if for some of you that are not familiar with Putrefy, it's the... Colorless Golgari instant. Destroy target artifact or creature. It can't be regenerated. So thank you, Level 1, for that. And guys, be sure to obviously become a part of our patron community and share all of our social media posts so you can get additional entries into that giveaway, which will be announced on MTG Action 4 News, the August 4th episode, and our Twitter account soon after. And giveaways like this will happen each month with our sponsor. It could be a sweet deck like this. Uh, it could be the card set. It could be a pre-con. It just really depends on, well, what they can hook us up with. We would love a subscription, a five-star review. I'm telling you right now, we got 157 YouTube subscribers. We got about over 300, 400 people that listen to every episode uh, that we put out. Let's get more YouTube subscriptions. Let's get more yeah. people watching those videos. Come on, let's do it. If you want to find out more ways to enter into the contest and get a hold of us, Here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comet number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck, where could they reach you? Uh, you can reach me still at Big Tuck Tweeting. Unfortunately, I missed out on some celebrity sightings this week, I think. Uh, but give me hold, please. Was there anyone of exciting? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. How can I forget? Um, everyone's favorite Venom, Topher Grace. His birthday was on Monday. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Venom. God, that dance he did was just oh. terrible. Yeah, it's not. It's not. A, it's not. It's not a good show. It's not. I a will good tell movie. you this though. In Spider-Man No Way Home, if Topher Grace shows up, um, he better do. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? I'm not thinking of Topher Grace. I'm actually it's Toby thinking Maguire of who does the dancing. Toby Maguire who does the dancing, but he was but also technically Venom. But there was there was a good there was a really funny the one of the well there's no good scene in that movie really but there's one where Topher Grace is in a church and he's like God I know it's been a while 
and I haven't been the most faithful to you, but please just do me one favor. Kill Peter Parker. God. <laughs> See, the movie that I remember Topher Grace from is um, that Shooter? Bernie Mac, or, or no, not the Bernie Mac movie. The uh, one movie with the old dude, old white guy, and he was like dating his daughter. Topher Grace came in as the boss. What? What? What are you, you, what, are you what are you talking about? Oh, collect Hamilton? That one? No. Topher Grace. Black Klansman? Boss. No. <laughs> Who's the guy that's like him? Uh, oh, Here Ryan we go. Phillipe. In good company. Dennis Quaid, Scarlett Johansson, Topher Grace. After he is forced to fire several of his longtime colleagues, Dan oh. is demoted and becomes the wingman of his new boss, Carter Durier. The 26-year-old business school prodigy who eventually starts shagging Dennis Quaid's daughter. It's great. Did you read that from, like, British Wiki? Uh, I threw in the shagging thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that movie sounds horrendous. Oh, it's great. Uh, and you could also reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we went off the rails there. Uh, also, we will have the deck list and all the uh, information posted on our website, cmdtower.com slash B and B E one hundred. Basically, just type into the Alta Vista Charmbreaker Devils Murmuring Mystic Deflecting Swat Tower dot com. McGee, if people want to get a hold of yourself, how would they do that? He does have a full studio uh, here in the Kansas City area. He could do remote sessions, in person sessions. Just hit him up and give him some support. Plus. You can also reach out to our video editor at underscore Tcoats. Uh, Tyler does all the video editing on YouTube for us. We're constantly trying to improve the content we put out there. He's done a lot of cool things with drop shadows and different you know, ways to kind of share the information to make it more visually appealing for you guys. So please message us. Let us know what you want to see our YouTube videos look like so that way you will watch them more. But if you would like to help out our sponsor with the orders you're already placing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type out CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. collective. Of course, they have their own store. They have a TCG store. You could order stuff from them. Just let them know that you came from the collective so they know that it is worth supporting CMD Tower. If you would actually like to directly support us, though, with uh, money, so that way we could constantly improve our equipment. As we talked about, we actually got Tuck a new mic setup, and we literally Woo! just bought for the channel a PC that will be able to run live Twitch games. We'll be able nice. to start recording content so we can do kind of like the adult uh, game series or game nights. Uh, that type of content. Uh, and oh, so all of the money that you guys give us goes directly into us improving the equipment so we can constantly put out new and improved content. So it has four different tiers, starting at just a dollar. And as I announced at the beginning of the show, our $5, 15 and $25 tiers are actually getting their RK Post tokens. Should be shipping out earlier this week. Uh, as long as you guys got your addresses updated, you all suck at updating Patreon, but I love you still. But update Patreon with your address <laughs> so we send you your stuff. And, uh, and of course, Redacted Bit Band. So, Big Love Tuck, it. Calamax, call me Xerox, because I'd be copying, 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 copying. Uh, how do you feel? Obviously, you've been doing a lot of deck theory around yes. this deck already. So, did we make any more headway? Did we give you any directions that you can go in that maybe you hadn't thought of before? Or did we just uh, continue on your degenerate path? 
Uh, no, I think I think these are all great cuts. Um, I think this is going to be a deck. I'm hoping that this is going to be a deck that I'm actually going to have fun playing, right? Like, I've really been trying to go through the decks that I don't... I've traditionally not had fun playing for whatever reason. And when I did play this deck, the first time it sucked because I couldn't draw blue mana. But the second time, I was like, actually, you know what? I can see the value in this. Um, I talked with Ultra Budget Brews. Of course, I talked with my new friend Ken out here. I think I'm going to turn this into a deck that plays a lot more like how I want. Like a little bit of controly, a little bit of Voltron-y, yeah. a, little bit, a little bit of politics game. And I think these cuts are really going to help me push that over the edge. Yeah, uh, I'm still like unsure of exactly what I want to see out of a Kalamax deck. Because um, it's just, it's like I said, it's like it reminds me of my personal Aloro deck. Because it's just there's so many different avenues yeah. you can go into. It, it, it seems difficult to find the one that you really mm -hmm. like want to focus in on or even your 1A and 1B. So hopefully uh, you'll be able to give us a report here in the next uh, month or two. And yes, I did trade 20 soul rings for a carpet of flowers. <laughs> and uh, yes, this deck now claps. No, and yes, no, I'm now dismantling it because it's unstoppable and I hate it. So <laughs> that's usually Big Tuck's progression. Very true. All right, guys. Well, I think I'm going to go sit in my newly cleaned out hot tub. Bye. Bye.